Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session, excuse me. Uh, we are a little bit later than usual, but we're here. Steve and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Um, how you doing, man? Good. Sorry we're late. That's my fault. Just uh, too much going on. This I'm morning. not going to say I fault. Was, you got a lot going yeah, on. It's... Just was a little gassed to do it yesterday. But um, yeah, I mean, just getting through it, um, you know, jumping kind of right into this. So Israel, Palestine, uh, you know, it's kind of the top of everything right now. Um, and I... You know, obviously the the you know bombing assault, whatever you want to call it, um, the the ceasefire. Okay. The ceasefire is done, and and Israel is back to, um, you know, attacking Palestine and Gaza, bombing. Uh, and there was a video that the Israelis put out of what they call you know a, a group of Hamas. Um, gathered on the street, stripped down to their underwear, and turning over weapons. And um, this video, like, first of all, there's two takes of this video um, that, that have been leaked. Um, so it looks like they kind of did it multiple times to try to, you know, get it right, uh, which is disturbing. But then there's also some things, like, if you're looking at the weapon that the alleged Hamas... Uh, terrorist. Uh, terrorist is is turning over. It doesn't look like you know like the Hamas is using mostly AK forty sevens. It's just, you know weapons, the weapon of sure. choice, easy to get, um, you know reliable. And, and and this weapon that it looks like the guy is turning over looks like something more like what the Israelis would be using. So there's questions like what you know was this staged? Um, it, it something about it doesn't seem right. Right, like it it, it looks like. They gathered a bunch of Palestinian men that were in Gaza, told them to strip, handed them a gun, and said, all right, go set it over here. We'll record it and say, look, look at all these Hamas terrorists. That's what it looks like. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I, so I only saw a still photo. I didn't see the video. Um, I guess what would be Israel's motivation? Is this tr- them trying look, to show? Like- I mean, I mean, to show, look at all these terrorists that we've gathered and look at, the, you know, like we're doing this for a reason because Hamas is so prevalent everywhere you go in the Gaza, you know, in, okay. in Gaza. Um, and, and, and look, only, only the Israeli government can tell you, you know, the, uh, only the military forces who are doing this can tell you why they felt that this video was important. Um, I don't, in my opinion, it doesn't, at least it, through my eyes, it doesn't convey whatever message that they were trying to convey. Um, to me, it looks like they just, they found a bunch of fighting aged men, which is like the term that everybody likes to use, right? Um, stripped them naked, you know, to humiliate them and embarrass them and to show their dominance. And then they said, oh, well, let's put a weapon in their hands and make it, you know, whether these guys are terrorists or not, who the fuck cares? Let's just show this imagery to show that we're winning the war on terror. Like, it looks totally staged. It looks totally, uh, you know, just not real. It doesn't 
make sense. You know, like why why are the guys naked but the guy still has his weapon, right? Like the, the first thing I would ask you to get rid of is right, like that before, you kill me, right? Like I, I'm not gonna say, hey, uh, just just set your weapon down by the side, strip naked, and then bring, no, get rid of the weapons and then strip naked. So the you know, I've got some questions about that. You know, these guys, you know, the guy doing it is an older man. Like, he looks terrified. Um, and I get it. Like, if you're sitting there with the military, whether you're a terrorist or not, like, you're, there's probably going to be some fear. But that, you know, you look at the picture, there's probably about, you know, 30 men in their underwear standing there, um, you know, that are absolutely terrified. Like, these do not look anything like Hamas fighters. Um you know, I just find it hard to believe. Now, look, could, could these could these people have some sort of connection to Hamas, right? Like maybe, uh, you know, they've got family members that, that, that are active. I, I don't know, right? But there's just, the video itself just doesn't do anything for me in terms of, you know, feeling like, all right, what Israel is doing is justified, right? And I, I just, uh, look, I, I get it. That they are again the the only democratic, you know, state within the region, and there are ally. Uh, be, for that reason, um, you know, we support them. We've done it financially in a lot of different ways for you know since nineteen you know forty eight. Yep. <clears throat> um, I get all that, but you know when you watch what's happening and you listen to the double speak and you know you you. You hear even some of like the, there's you know there's Hasidic Jews that are saying like look the this is this is not right what's happening over there or here you know depending on where they are um, and you know you you're seeing the imagery you're seeing like I saw another video of an Israeli soldier in a convenience store in Gaza just destroying the store right like just taking stuff off the shelf you know saying hey look at this and then just throwing it across the store like he took a snow globe. And he threw a snow globe across the across the convenience store and broke it, right? And was just taking stuff off the shelves and just destroying it. And basically, it's like basically random vandalism. I mean, yeah, like why? <laughs> What's the point of this, right? Well, like, well, what exactly are you accomplishing? I thought you were trying to, you know, I thought you were trying to go destroy Hamas, and you're just you're just destroying a convenience store. Like, in the store was already bombed out, right? So it's not like there was anything redeemable. But he's just in there. You know, with the camera in his face, and he like he literally takes the snow globe off, like points at it, says something. I you know I don't speak the language, and then just like chucks it across the room, and it shatters, right? And he goes and he grabs something else and does the same thing. Like I, I you know, for all the people that are saying like Israel has to do this and they have to go after Hamas, I I agree. You have to go out. You have to root Hamas out. But you are killing people. You're killing Palestinians by the thousands. You know, but just by the thought, you're just dropping bombs indiscriminately. I don't care what anybody says. Um, women, children, yeah, fighting age men and seniors and newborns and everything in between. Pregnant, like you're just there's just video after video of dead bodies everywhere, right? And 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 I I get it. They they fuck Hamas fucked with you for the last time. But here's the thing I want to go back to, and we didn't write this on the board, but remember a couple weeks back. I was talking about like, man, I think it's crazy that Israel didn't know that this was coming, right? Now, everyone wants to go to, oh, well, everybody has these, you intelligence know, these lapses intelligence or... lapses and all this other stuff, and you can't catch everything, and I get that. But if you're Israel, 
and like your your number one enemy is is literally within eyesight, you know, in you your borders, like, right? Like you, you know, like you could be in the capital and look across with fucking binoculars and see them, then you know you're gonna you're gonna want to know every move that they make. Right. And it was like, oh, well, you know, I mean, we had lapses in knowledge with 9-11 and blah, blah, blah. Well, come to find out Israel was aware of, you know, chatter and something going on and, and had a pretty good idea about this attack. And they didn't do anything with it now. And they're saying that that was the lapse. Right. Like, well, we had the information. We just didn't do anything with it. Some similar to January 6th. Right. Like, well, we you know, we heard something might go on, but we didn't think it would be that bad. And it turned out it was pretty bad. And, you know, so we're working on ways to fix it. Um, you know, that's kind of what Israel is trying to sell here. And I don't buy it. I think they knew. And I think they were willing for they were willing to allow it to happen so that they can do exactly what they're doing. That's that's my opinion. I don't. I, I I can't base that off of you know firsthand knowledge from uh, someone inside sure. the Israeli government. I'm not that connected, um, but it's just my gut feeling that they 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 had been wanting a reason to wipe out all of Palestine um, and everyone there, push them right out. Right. It's just like we don't care where you go. We get the fuck out of here. We're gonna level this place. Um, you know, we're going to tell you to evacuate. We're going to give you to the count of three, and we're going to start bombing on two. And whatever happens, happens, and we're going to basically level the place. And then when there's nobody left, um, someone else will take up the charge of resettling you elsewhere, and we'll either leave this an empty wasteland or, you know, I mean, there's talk. I, I mean, I saw someone say something that that, that Gaza should go back to Egypt. Um, I... I haven't really thought about that. Um, I don't know if that would be good or bad. We do know that it fucks the Palestinians because the Egyptians aren't going to let the Palestinians go back there. Um, and so, I, I don't know, maybe maybe that's some sort of a compromise. I don't know, but it feels like Israel's just going to an annex the land and say this is now all ours. Um, we'll see how it goes, but I just... Everything about this doesn't feel right. Um, and it's war and nothing should... But, like, I don't have, like, I fully support Ukraine. I think everything that Russia is doing is wrong. Um, and I think that Ukraine is doing everything that they have to do. And, let, now, look, is there some shady shit going on with them, with corruption and people embezzling money? I, yeah, maybe, I guess. I don't know. Probably. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, I, I believe in the Ukrainians' fight. And I believe that it's imperative for Europe and the rest of the world that you that Ukraine win this in some way, shape, or form, and and you know Putin Putin is driven back. Um, this issue in Israel and Gaza is much more complex, much more complicated. Um, Hamas is wrong, but the people of, Pal of Palestine, the Palestinians, the people that are there, um, they're caught in the middle of this thing, and Israel has no regard for any of those people's lives. They have, I think, they've proven that and shown it, and. I just, I can't get over the fact what we're seeing them do, and people are just like, it's fine, it's what they have to do, it's what they should do, they should eradicate everyone there, because everyone there, you know, was under the government of, of Hamas, so they're all Hamas, and then they, they all should just die. Like, that, that to me is, is extremely problematic, and I have to imagine that I'm not alone there, 
Uh, and I think the voices to, to, for a ceasefire and the voices criticizing Israel have to get stronger, right? Like, if you want to take the fight to Hamas, like, if they're in the tunnels, then get your ass in the tunnels and fight them out that way. Stop blowing up indiscriminately this region and just killing innocent people and saying, this is what we have to do. So, <clears throat> I, I have to be honest, I didn't follow up on this, but I heard that there was a UN resolution to have the UN say we need a ceasefire in this region and only one country voted against it and one country abstained from the vote and the country that voted against the ceasefire was the United States of America and the country that abstained was the United Kingdom. Do you see that too? Or I mean I, I saw I didn't that. I didn't see that. Um, and I want to be careful cuz yeah, I saw be, it and then I'm like, to, you need to be really careful with that. Now, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not but saying I'm right. That's, uh, that's <clears throat> something nasty to put but, out there because well, it's if out. It's it, it, it's out it's, there enough that got to me. And again, I didn't know how to follow up on that. I don't know how the UN could actually insist on a cease. Know. I'm pretty sure you could have probably just gone to the UN website to look at. Well, I didn't resolution okay. that they passed <laughs> or didn't pass in this um, case. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to comment on that because I, I didn't see it and I don't know. So I do want to comment on what you were talking about because okay. so the videos you saw were put out by the were leaked by the Israeli government, correct? So it's supposed to you know drum up support for Israel's actions, and those are the sort of things that I find very counterproductive because if you're showing me government, you know, putting their boots down. <laughs> on people's throats, basically, like stripping people naked at gunpoint. That doesn't make me say, oh, look at what a great job you're doing. It makes me think, you're doing the same shit that we did in Iraq that led to a lot of the wrong people getting... Uh, okay, so real quick. So, yeah, you are correct. That, that vote did happen. The U.S. vetoed it, and the U.K. did abstain. That is a terrible look for the U.S., um, and well, clearly, I didn't have time to look it up because well, I just <laughs> I'm I, joking. Yeah. In 30 seconds, you found right. it right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that that did actually happen, and that and that's 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 bad on us. Complete yeah. that, that that's terrible on us. Like, why the fuck would you want this to continue? Are you not? These people are being fucking massacred. Yeah. Right. And and frankly, I would I I, I would rather. I would rather allow multiple terrorists to live than kill all those innocent people, right? That's part of the reason why I was a, uh, a, a, like a public defender because like my, my argument as a public defender was, look, at the end of the day, I would rather get a criminal out of a criminal prosecution due to the state overstepping their bounds of the Constitution, right, and, and in this particular instance, maybe having a person go to jail for something that they didn't do or something that the prosecution or the police did wrong and having them stay out of jail, right? I'd rather have that, that person who is a criminal not go to jail unconstitutionally to protect the, the, the integrity of our criminal justice system because ultimately if that person is a criminal, chances are they're going to do something where they actually get caught that – you right. have a case against them, they're going to end up there anyway. Or maybe they don't, and they end up with a great life, fine, whatever. But what I don't want is for innocent people to go to jail because no one is there to check the state, right? Like, so in this particular instance, 
you need to root out terrorism. You need to kill terrorists. You need to, you, you have to eliminate them. But at the same time, you can't do it to the tune of killing thousands of innocent people, right? For, for you know, like they, they've killed like tens of thousands yeah. of people, right? 10, 13, 20,000 innocent people, right? Or, and maybe they weren't all innocent, but a majority of them were. And I'm sorry that I can't live with that. Right, I can't be like like this is the sort of shit where if I'm in that military, chances are I get myself thrown out, possibly thrown in jail because I'm not going through with the order. I'm just not going to do it. Like, hey, you want us to bomb this? Are you sure? Because it's a hospital, right? Well, there's terrorists under the hospital. Okay, so let's find another way to get under the hospital because I'm not dropping a bomb on a hospital. Right? Well, that's your job, so do your job. Well, fuck you. I'm not doing my job. Either take me to jail or we're about to fucking fight because I'm not about to drop a bomb on a hospital. Right now, it's easy for me to sit here and say in this particular instance, but I also know me, right? And I've got myself in trouble for telling my boss to fuck off before. The reason you're not currently a public defender is right. well, that is <coughs> one that, of that's that's kind of not that's different. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Well, that's I do know it's a lot fucking different actually. Right. But point being is, I, I just like I don't care if you call me an anti-Semite. Because I'm looking at this fucking massacre, this genocide that's happening, and I have a problem with it, right? I don't know how many times I have to say, fucking do whatever, do, do get rid of Hamas. But this, this, this can't be the way that we do it. Right. I'm sorry, I just, I, I can't. No, no, I hear you. And um, I'm going to jump topics a little bit, yeah, because a bunch of uh, university professors of, uh, uh, not professors of, presidents, yeah. presidents of MIT, Harvard, and Penn, were in front of Congress and basically were asked to um, speak out against anti-Semitism, and they refused to do it. And again, this this is where the balancing act is tough because I agree that people should have a voice. And college campuses, um, the term fucking the term safe space annoys the fuck out of me because hearing opinions that differ from yours is what part of college is. And these kids are paid so much money that they think, oh, I can go here and be in Shangri-La. No, there's going to be things you hear that are going to offend you. Um, but these presidents' unwillingness to speak out against anti-Semitism was embarrassing. They just couldn't put sentences together that normal people could put, should be able to put together. While at the same time, they should be able to say, however, I respect the rights of the people you know, speaking on, on the defense of Palestine to have the right to do that, but they shouldn't be doing it at the expense of, you know, Jews in particular. And how about the Jewish students on my campus that are saying they're being harassed? So they couldn't get that fucking simple sentence out of their mouth. Not one of them. <clears throat> it, 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 was, it was embarrassing to see. And, you know, when I, when I talk about my criticisms of the left and progressives, that is the type of shit that I'm talking about. Sure. I agree. And that, like, I, and I'm sorry, that's fucking dangerous. If you've got like you, you have no issue with people supporting Palestine and and indiscriminately just saying like, look, whatever Palestine had to do and Hamas had to do is fine, and you know, fuck fuck the Jews, fuck Israel, fuck, fuck Israel, all that other stuff. You know, going after attacking uh, Jewish students and saying, hey, hey, that's free speech, right? And they're like, and Congress is saying like, all right, well, okay, but don't we need to protect the Jewish students? Right, the Jewish students are not. 
the Israeli government. The Jewish right. students aren't there. The Jewish students are on your campus. They're also trying to they're also trying to get an education. They also have opinions. They have a voice. They may have family over in Israel that could have died or had some sort of sort of some sort of impact in that attack on October seventh. Those students deserve a voice too. Right. And the response is, yeah, sure. And you're absolutely correct. And we support those students job of being fair and balanced in how we how we deal with students speaking out about the issue or about what's happening in Gaza between Israel and Palestine. That's not hard to put together. You're a goddamn university fucking president. And those they get up there and refuse to answer questions. They talk in circles. They did a bad like. If you're going to talk in circles, you better be fucking good at it. Like, they weren't good at even talking in circles. They sounded completely discombobulated. They were, they embarrassed the universities that they were up there for. And the woman from Penn resigned, right? right. The woman from Harvard is under fire. She may not be there by the end of this fucking week. I don't know what's going on at MIT, but what we saw was like, that is the sort of thing that feeds the right, that feeds MAGA, that feeds the GOP. And how can you fuck it? How can you defend it? It's brutal because for years I've been listening to right wingers get in my face about, oh, they're brainwashing our students. Oh, they're, you know, and I'm like, shut the fuck up has been my normal response. I mean, usually I just stay out of it. But I hear older guys saying, you know, kids shouldn't go to college because they're getting brainwashed with these liberal tech. You know, I'm like, okay, actually they're getting an education and they're learning the bullshit they learned or that you shoved down their throat as kids is exactly that bullshit. And then this happens, and that just chops my knees right off from underneath me. Like, I this is three premier institutions. By the way, MIT is a fucking engineering and technology and science university. I'm sure they have political... I mean, there's been a lot of videos about shit that's going on on the MIT campus. It, it, like, look, in the Northeast, I went to school there. Right? I went right? to school, University of Massachusetts, Amherst. My beef with UMass right now has more to do with football and getting into a conference, but that's another conversation for We're not yet. We're not going. That's uh, not making it on the whiteboard. But, um, <laughs> you know, having grown, having gone to school there, um, it, it's it, like they, they pride themselves on being very, very left, very progressive mm-hmm. and everything else. Oddly enough, it's one of the most racist states that I've ever been to. Right. Where like in the South, at least they're just open about their racism. And then in the South, you assume that a lot of things are racist. But then in the end, it's just a bunch of country bumpkins, black, white or other that, you know, that have more in common that they acknowledge and they're fine with. And then it's us people from the North that are stupid. Um, But the East Coast is different, right? Because the racism on the East Coast is veiled by all this progressive bullshit. Right, there's progressive areas, and then there's total segregation. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, you have that, but even your very progressive, students, it's all good until you know something goes against them, and then you know all that shit goes away, right? Like there was a there was a joke actually not that long ago about a very progressive girl who was dating a black guy, black guy breaks up with her, and then all of her Black Lives Matter shit goes away from her social media <laughs> page, right? And that's pretty standard, kind of like the type of shit that you see with these. East Coast progressives, right? Like it, it, like they're not. Do they believe in this shit? Sure, 
but a lot of their belief is is built on because it makes them feel better, right? It makes them feel better about them. Look what I did. Look what I said. I went out on campus and I held up a sign and I yelled at people and I threw things and blah blah blah, right? And you look at you look at you even look at these these mobs and these groups. Yeah, you've got a few people of color scattered about, a few maybe Arab students and a few black students and a few Latino students, but it's mostly predominantly mostly white students screaming and yelling about um, you know supporting Palestine and all this other shit and like you know like, it, October 7th had to happen because you know they need their freedom and blah, blah 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 like trying to like rationalize and justify what Hamas did and it's just like look you have to be able to, you have to be able you have to be intelligent enough to differentiate between terrorism and people fighting for freedom and there is a difference right what Hamas did on October 7th was all out terrorism right, in every definition of the word, right? What the state of Israel is doing to Palestine is fucking genocide, right? Now, how do, how, do you, how, how do you navigate those two things? And the whole world is trying to figure it out. But what you don't do is say, all the people that are, that are supporting Palestine, no matter how and what they say, it's fine, even if it comes, right, to a point where it hurts the Jewish students in some way, shape, or form, maybe not physically, but those if those students feel threatened and if they don't feel safe and if they don't feel that they have a voice, then you're doing something really fucking wrong, right? And the fact that they can't acknowledge that, they wouldn't acknowledge it in front of fucking Congress under oath. That That's my big thing is if when, when someone gets caught on a hot mic saying something stupid, I'm the first one to say you should always assume if you're in that position that you have a chance of being recorded. However, this isn't, oops, I said this in private and, you know, it came out wrong and it was taken out of context, blah, blah, blah. You're in, like you said, you're in front of fucking Congress. You knew your job was to represent your university in front of a governing body of the United States of America. And this is the best you could do. I don't care. Well, I do. But I'm not even going to go with they should be gone because of what they said so much as they should be gone because of how pathetically unprepared and unprofessional they were. No, I'm going to say that they should be gone because they didn't stand up for the Jewish students on their campus. That's why they should be gone. Right? Period, point blank, the end. I don't care about them sounding like idiots or not being prepared and all that other stuff. Like, that misses the point. They had an obligation to support the Jewish students that felt threatened in those situations where... People are protesting, and you're seeing people. You're seeing students being attacked. You're seeing students run away. You're seeing students being aggressive towards other students, right? Like the, those university presidents, right? And they had examples of these issues, and they didn't fucking. They didn't do anything with it. It's just like uh, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna try to talk in circles, and I'm not good at talking in circles. Like, uh, like the 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 criticism needs to be, right? Because if I'm a Jewish student, I'm going directly. To the president's office. As soon as I know that she's back, I'm going directly to her office and just like, so I don't fucking matter? You, you don't give a fuck about me? Because I watched you on Congress. And when they asked you about students like me, you right. couldn't say a fucking word. So I don't fucking matter? And believe me, I'm getting in that office. <laughs> Right? I don't give a fuck about her being busy, about her schedule, about the, the people calling. I'm getting in that office, and she is going to look me in the eye as a Jewish student and tell me that I don't fucking matter. That she, like, she, she didn't have the fucking balls 
to sit there, like just then, it, then, then at least come out and fucking own it. Then come out and own it. If you can't fucking stand up for me, then at least. But they won't do that, right? Right. They, they, they for damn sure weren't going to say, "Well, we don't give a fuck about our Jewish students," right? It's just like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to infer, based off the fact right. of the things that you didn't say, that you refused to say, the questions you refused to answer, like all the smoke these people are getting. Now there are people out there like, oh, they, these people are. They're only attacking them because they're women, and people are threatened by women of power. Fuck that. No. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if they were men, women, black, white, green, or yellow. All three of them fucking failed the Jewish students on their campus because they fucking ran. Instead of running into the fire to protect those kids, because these are kids that we're talking about. They're 18, some of, fucking Harvard and MIT, you got 17, 16, 15-year-old fucking geniuses there. Right, across the board, all sorts of different ages. And I don't care if they're fucking 25 or 30 or whatever. I don't care how old they are. Most of these, most of the people on their campuses are kids, right? You have a fucking job to protect those fucking kids, and they didn't do it. And they're not doing it on their campuses, clearly. I I, I just, whatever happened with, like, the lady from Penn, I'm glad you resigned. You should never be a president of a university again. Woman at Harvard, you should never be the president of a university again. Which is disappointing because you're a black woman and I want to support you, but I cannot after what you fucking did or didn't do and didn't say. You should be ashamed and you should be embarrassed and you should you should never be in that position again. Go be a, a consultant. Go on the uh, go write a book. Go do go. I wish you all the success in the world. Stay away from college campuses. That's that's my for all for all of them. I mean, I've got no problem with what you said. And if you put any other group, marginalized group in those statements, black, Hispanic, whatever, and they said, no, we won't defend that group, they would be destroyed. And so why not for... No, a woman woman brought this up on Fox. And she made a good point. She's like, look, if it was white students dressed in hoods talking about black students, and she targeted the woman from Harvard, who, who is a black woman... She's like, what would that woman say about the? She would say that the black students need to be protected. So how is oh, she yeah, going to? So. <laughs> right, like, so how the fuck is she going to get up there and just not even acknowledge what the Jewish students could possibly be going through? Now this is a woman on Fox News, and I, I forget her name, right? And everybody jumped all over her because she said because she said that black woman, right? And the way the woman said it, like, it, there was much. It wasn't could have been done better. <laughs> could have been done a lot better. And I'm sure there was plenty of negativity in there, right? But her point was still valid, right? Like, and my point is, is that, look, you got, yeah. like, free speech is free speech, but you, it, can't, it can't come at the, 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 it can't come at a cost where other people are, feel threatened, right? Like, that, like, that's where the line of free, it's not free speech anymore if people feel like their lives are in fucking danger, Right. Right? And that, that's how hotly contested this particular topic is, and these, the, these universities need to navigate it better. Right? Don't shut it all down, but at least allow the other side to have a voice. When you say, we're going to lift these up and we're going to push you down, and if you say or do anything, then we're going to come after you, we're going to attack you, or we're just not going to do anything to protect you, and good luck, you're on your own. Well, then that's a problem. Sure. That's and, not free speech. And It's fucking dangerous. And... We've t- we've touched on this multiple times now, but a lot of these students who are saying the things you're talking about, how you know Israel deserves this because of their the people you are supporting with that speech wouldn't exactly 
fit your political uh, right. Mode. I now, mean, and, the, and the, 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 there's, there's the something that's kind of a bullshit argument in the sense that you're not necessarily promoting that, but at the same time, if you're pro LGBTQ, if you're pro women's rights, you don't want to be pro Hamas. Exactly. Right. I mean, and and that's the thing. It's just like one, they need to be forced, not forced, but people need to make the the line, need to draw the line between Hamas and Palestine and the Palestinian people. Uh, But at the same time, like, look, I'm no fan of the Israeli government. Right. Like I've been very open and honest about like, I don't trust them. I think that what they're doing is wrong. How they're going about it is wrong. Their rhetoric around it is wrong. I, I, all of that. Right. But again, the people of Israel, right, their argument is like, look, we live in fear that those motherfuckers are going to come and attack us at any given time because they have and they do. Right? Yeah. Point yeah, October 7th. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, right? that's obviously the crescendo, right. but, but bombings, you know, 16 yes. year old girl walks into a mall and blows Listen, herself up. Israel's got the fucking Iron Dome for a fucking reason, right? And we've seen it put in action, right? Because Hamas firing rockets over. Right, just decided on a random yeah. fucking Wednesday to start sending rockets over, and seeing that Iron Dome is insanely impressive if you're into fucking military and ammunitions. But at the same time, Israel has it for a reason, right? Like, so I don't have an issue with Jewish people saying, like, look, this is fucking scary, right? Like, we are surrounded by by Arab Muslim states that fucking hate us, right? So what do you want us to do? And I'm willing to have a conversation with those people about it. Right? Sure. And I and I and that part I get. And I'm will, like and I, I I have no ill will towards Jewish people, towards people, towards Jews in the U.S. Right? Like I, I don't have any ill will towards Jews in Israel. I have a problem with the way the government, the people who control their government, are going about defending themselves at the expense of innocent people on the other side. And I have I, and I'm going to fucking criticize that because I'd be insane not to. At least I I think so. When you're watching innocent people, women, children, shit get killed, right? Like, but we have to be able to 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 be like this is a very fucking complex issue, and if you can't acknowledge that and be able to pull it apart instead of just saying drawing a line in the sand, where if you criticize Israel or Jews in any way, shape, or form, then you're an anti-Semite, right? But just, that can't that that that, just, that can't be just, the fucking just, we, talk, we talk about the at the border. If you're you're dealing with the border, can't be well if you're not. You know, open the border, you're a racist. No, there is a, a middle ground or a place to go. And I, I happen to have worked for an Israeli company, and I was friends with one of their senior VPs. And she would go to um, Israel on business all the time, and she said, it's, fear of terror was normalized there. Like, she was taught the gas mask drill upon arrival at her company's headquarters. Like, okay, here's where we put this. If you hear this alarm, you go down there. You're... And she said it was like kids doing a fire drill in junior high. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, this is what we do. We walk down, we put on our gas mask. I'm like, fuck, that's their normal day. So I, I am very empathetic of the Israeli people having dealt with terror as a way of life or, or counterterrorism as a way of life. And I'm very much opposed to... Here's a here's a real uh, bold, bold line for me to draw. I'm anti-terrorism. But well, I mean, and just to your point, right? Like people talk about mass shootings in the U.S., yeah. right? And people talk about people, uh, you know, being afraid of having armed teachers and being afraid of having armed. Like, look, you go to Israel, like you look, their, their schools are fucking fortresses, 
right? For a reason, right? You know, that's, a, that's, that's a great point. Metal detectors, how much we military. Normal, say we've normalized right. school shootings and mall shootings. Well, but what I'm saying is, is that the, their sense of fear is very real. Yeah. And I, and you can't ignore that, right? But I can look at, again, how the Israeli government is going about carrying on their business. And I can say, like, I got a lot of fucking issues with it. And that doesn't mean I'm an anti-Semite. No. It means that I'm a person that doesn't like to see innocent people killed in mass um, in, 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 in the name of war. Sorry. And, 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 and it's ultimately counterproductive, right? If you continue to oppress all people, you're going to make more people be terrorists. We learned this. ISIS exists in large part because of largely U.S. involvement in the Middle East. And Look, here's, a, here's the other thing. Here's the reality. If you're an American citizen and you are sitting there stomping your feet and screaming about, you know, what the Israelis are doing and how, you know, like, and, and you're, you're supporting Palestine, which is fine, right? Um, it's fine to support Palestine, not good to support Hamas. Um, but then, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're, you're, you're attacking you know, like Jewish people because of what the state of Israel is doing in this particular instance, like, you need to fucking check yourself. Because understand, whether you like it or not, you're a United States citizen. And the blood that's on our fucking hands, everywhere we go as Americans, people should be throwing shit at us and yelling and screaming at us and throwing fucking blood on us for the shit that we have done in the name of democracy, in the name of freedom, in the name of oil, money, whatever our fucking reasoning is. We have done a lot of really awful shit to a lot of people over there, right? And so if you are so upset with what Israel is doing, man... Look in the mirror. Look <laughs> in the fucking mirror, right? And I, and you can be, I, would love to, I would love to give some kind of pushback, but you I can't do, it with a, can't do it with a straight face. You I mean, can't. And so, like, look, and I'm not saying that that means that you can't support Palestine or that you need to be pro-Israel or that you... No. What I'm saying is, you one, take a step back, right? Now, if you want to go out there and protest the, the war, then that's fine. But don't take it out on fucking Jewish people, right? On just some... Right. Like, just because you know that they're Jewish, you some... Like, what, what if you're taking it out on a Jewish person that doesn't agree with what their government is doing? Right. Right. Well, and anytime you know, people take things into their own hands, like I'm going to hurt someone who is in some way associated with this other group that they might not even actually be associated with. I mean, there's right. There's yeah, plenty of there's plenty of Jewish people that have no affiliation with the actual Jewish state. Now, the other thing too is like, look, you could have a Jewish person that does support what their government is doing, but you don't understand the reasoning behind that. What if they had a family member that was killed at some point by Hamas? What if, you know, what if sure. they have family over there right now? What if they've got family that's a fucking hostage by Hamas right now? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, like, th th this is not black and white. This is not easy. And, like, going out and attacking people just because they, they, they don't agree, you don't agree, whatever, that, that, that can't fucking continue. And yet, it's going to. Yeah, well, that mentality has really, I think... And, those, and, the, and, and for those those university presidents to get up there and do what they did, they did nothing to help this. They did nothing to stop. Now, maybe getting up there and embarrassing themselves the way they did opens up the universities as a whole, opened up their eyes, right? Because, like, look, like I said, 
the president at Harvard, she's getting a lot. Like she, she's under the gun right now. You know, like they, you know, had a board of directors meeting. She may not be long for that position. The woman from Penn already resigned. So maybe, as bad as that was, it forces these universities to be like, oh man, that was really fucking terrible. Maybe we do need to get this shit in check, and we clearly don't have the leadership in place to do that. And so maybe it does cause some change. It already, it, it at least caused some change at Penn, right? Even though she resigned, I have to imagine that was not on her own accord. <laughs> I I'm, guarantee you there were voices in her ear saying, you're doing this right. or we're doing this. Right. Either you fucking resign or we are going to drag you over hot coals, right? And so woman at Harvard, she may not even have that option. She just may get, she may just be gone. Again, MIT, kind of not sure what's happening there, but maybe that does trigger some sort of, of change that creates balance and fairness in all this on university campuses. If, if that happens... It was by accident. Yes, completely okay. by accident. I'm not saying that that, no, no, that was the intent. Oh, so there's, right? there's, 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 there's no complete unintended consequences. All right. Let's, let's, because we've gone so long on this, let's move on to local stuff. And one thing I want to talk about real quick is uh, my phone gets blown up by my right-wing friends because Hunter Biden has been indicted again. And my response is always the same thing. I don't give a fuck about Hunter Biden. He is irrelevant. Oh, you don't care about corruption? I'm like, no. I'm saying I don't care about him. If he's guilty as shit... I mean, he's got a bunch of tax charges, and people are saying, you know, it's shocking that he was... I mean, look, do I care about corruption? Yes, I do. Do I care if Joe Biden is corrupt and taking money from blah, blah, blah? I do. The yeah. problem is, you haven't shown it, right? You've shown that Joe Biden goes to far lengths to try to help and protect his degenerate son. Um, if you want to say that, well, Hunter Biden got a job just because of his name, and that is... Like, listen, if people were dumb enough... To hire Hunter Biden because his dad was Joe Biden. They gave Hunter Biden a bunch of money. Again, because his dad's name is Joe Biden, that is not Joe Biden's fault. That's not Joe Biden being corrupt, right? Hunter Biden, like, was a fucking patsy, right? He walked into these situations, and people saw him coming a mile away, and they said, all right, if you're going to put it out there, let's use it, right? But you got to show me where... Joe Biden benefited from his son being an idiot. Right. Right. And I'll care. And, and degenerate is the right word. I mean, the guy was. Yeah. I a, mean, like, look, I, I'm, I'm using that intentionally. I mean, yeah. like, I got video of the guy smoking crack <laughs> with prostitutes, playing with the gun while naked in a fucking Motel 6. I'm sorry. Like, he's a degenerate. And who the fuck cares, right? Like, take him to jail. I, I'm not, like, I have no defense of Hunter Biden whatsoever. But if you want to sit there and say, like, I think it's ridiculous that we're putting this much time and energy into him and what the GOP has shown to say, well, he gave, he gave Joe Biden uh, uh, three payments of $1,300, right? Like, well, Joe Biden paid for his truck that he bought, and so he paid his, yes, but where did Hunter Biden get that money? Like, I don't fucking know, a prostitute? A no, he got it from China, and then he used that money to pay his dad back. So, therefore, he's using Chinese money to pay his dad. That means his dad is taking Chinese money. That's how they're laundering the money. So, okay. he's going to launder millions of dollars through a fucking Toyota Tacoma in three fucking payments? Like, you, now, here's the funny thing. It was, a, it was a Ford Raptor, which is a pretty awesome-looking truck. But I was watching MSNBC on the Morning Joe show, and they were like, if you're buying a Ford truck, it should be an F-150. The Raptor oh is an F-150, you fucking 
East Coast. You, you've not driven your own car in 20 fucking years. Stop okay, talking. One, you made us both dumber by bringing that up. <laughs> like that, but the, no, but, but but the bigger point is the elitism and the narcissism of some of these folks. Like the Raptor you, is a badass truck, although I would is. never drive a Ford. I'm a I'm a Mopar Ram guy all day. Um, so mine would be a TRX if I was buying hundred thousand dollar trucks, um, which I'm not. But to the broader point, whether it was a fucking Raptor, a Toyota Tundra, right. car, it doesn't matter, right? The point is, um. You know, you really like you're 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 saying Joe Biden took ten million dollars, or, or like somehow got funneled ten million dollars through Hunter Biden, through China, everything else. Uh, you ain't laundering that through a a, 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 a Ford Raptor, a Ford Raptor. Okay, that a maxed out Ford e- Raptor even with the sunroof. <laughs> like as a person who has priced these trucks at a time when I used to actually make money, um, I've priced these trucks, and if you can max a Toyota Ra- or I'm sorry, a Ford Raptor out, you're probably coming in about a hundred and fifty. At at most, yeah, right? I was like, every, everyone for like eighty five, right? I mean, I'm saying getting every option, every bell and whistle, and everything else. Like you're probably you ain't laundering millions of dollars through a hundred fifty thousand dollar truck, right? You know, now could you do it through a car dealership? Okay, maybe, but that's not what we're talking about here. And again, when you go through, you know, Comer is the main one, right? Like he pulls up all this other shit. He pulls up all these. Like, oh, look at this! Look at this! Look at this check for. $2,200 that went from Hunter Biden to Joe Biden. Like, bitch, that's not money. Like, that's, yes. it's, it's, it's just, it's an embarrassment. And yet, they're going to take this. Like, and people want to constantly make the connections with Trump. I'm like, look, the thing with Trump in Russia was a hell of a lot different. You had people on Trump's team, right, who were willingly giving information about what Trump was doing to Russian Officials and the Russian officials were using that information to try to manipulate the election because they knew that they having Trump in there was beneficial to them. There were a lot of layers to it. Could you ever connect it to Trump? The answer was no. And I said for the longest time, right, through all that, that if we're going through all this, that you better have a very clear and direct connection to Trump in order for this to stick. And you never got it. Like, you had people, right? Uh, uh, who was our dude with the ostrich jeans? Oh, God. Paul Manafort. Yes. Um, you had the, the Greek guy. Uh, uh, um, Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos, right? Who's just throwing out information to the highest bidder, anybody who would pay him money. Um, and then, you know, like, you had, uh, you had other connections. So there was at least shit to chase down there, right? People went to jail. People got indicted. And, okay, fine. And I said from the beginning that I thought that going after Trump to impeach him on that shit was a mistake. And that if, you know, and I had a lot of faith in Mueller that he was going to be able to put a case together, and he didn't, right? And he didn't. He put together together a case and said, okay, DOJ, this is, I'm sorry, okay, Congress, it's your job. He put a case together that said, like, Trump probably did some uh, obstruction yeah. but it wasn't the it wasn't this bombshell that Correct. Trump was in bed with the Russians and you had all this connection Correct. and all this other stuff you had a dossier that was filled with bullshit like a lot of it was bullshit right and I said I don't know if this is a great idea right and we got the tapes to go out and prove what I was saying about that whole thing right it was just like look I think there was something there but in my opinion it didn't feel like they had enough to do what they did in terms of bringing an impeachment against Donald Trump and I was fucking right. Well, right? they didn't, right? I mean, it didn't right. happen. They, 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 no, impeached, they did. They, well, they impeached him over Ukraine. They impeached him over January 6th. They didn't impeach him over the Russia thing. 
100% on this. The impeachment was the Ukraine um, withholding committed money to... That's right. That's so, right. So, so, but but, the, but the, the Mueller report did take a year, and it did put a bunch of stuff together, and it ultimately produced a case that Congress was not willing to or able to... It didn't put produce it. anything. But no, not, not, right? Ultimately, nothing came of it. Correct. Exactly. Correct. Right? And so, here with this, you've got a similar situation. Like, yeah, you've got Hunter Biden, who's a complete dipshit, and he was, again, going out to the highest bidder, whether it was Chinese, Ukraine, whoever, right? They were clearly taking advantage of him, but... Show me the actual direct, show me the millions of dollars going to Joe Biden, right? You, again, I say this all the time. You have forensic, forensic accountants who do this shit every day, right? Like, so let, let's go, right? Like, I mean, we, and people are like, oh, well, how did Joe Biden get all this money? He wrote a bunch of fucking books, went on a speaking tour after he was done with president, right? After he was done being, yep. in, in the, being in Obama's administration, Right, like that's that's easy to figure out. Like he his book deal, like he you know, were his books worth it? I don't know, probably <laughs> not. I didn't read them, right? But a bunch of people they love doing that shit. So a bunch of people bought his books. Well, they get paid based on who they are from a publisher, and then okay, the book is I whatever. Understand. I know but, you do. I'm but just, saying, I'm just but... saying it doesn't matter. The point is, he made a bunch of money because he wrote a he, he wrote a shitty book that publishers felt right. was worth a lot of right. money. So right? wrote and a then, shitty book for him. Is right, and then he honest. went on a fucking speaking tour and was charging, you know, $100,000 just to show up and mumble and bumble and do what Joe Biden does. That's how he made a fucking lot of money quick, right? Now, you should be able to, right, with forensic accounting, be able to figure out in a relatively decent amount of time if he was funneled money from Hunter and all this other bullshit and his brother. And I think his brother... His brother seems to have done similar to what Hunter did. Was just like, all right, well, my brother's vice president and president, so I'm going to try to take advantage of it best way I can, right? Like, if I can show that, you know, my brother is interested in what I'm doing or my father is interested in what I'm doing, right, I'm going to call him, right, randomly. Like, hey, Dad, what's going on? I'm sitting here with these associates. How are you doing? I'm good, son. How are you? Are you on crack today? No, you're not on crack today. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Why are you calling me? Oh, I'm just in, okay, well, that sounds good. Enjoy playing or doing whatever you're doing. Um, best of luck. If you need any support, give me a call. Click. See, my dad said he would support us. So how about that deal, right? The Chinese are like, all right, good enough. Here's some money. Bam, there it is, right? Are we really calling that corruption, right? Or is, is that really... I mean, people playing off their family name... We were busted on Harvard and MIT, well, more Harvard and Penn than MIT. Well, very but, much MIT, too. Well, I think you got to get your way into MIT. I don't think you get um, legacied into MIT the same way you do at Harvard and and uh, and Penn and other Ivy League schools. Um, you can shake your head at me all you want. I, I, I've, well, look at, the, look. look at the people who've gotten through Harvard that are complete fucking morons because their dad was rich and gave them a lot of money. Maybe that happens at MIT as well. I don't think it does nearly to the same degree as it does at I mean, everybody like so to to your point, everybody's gotta be you gotta you gotta have the chops to get there, but a lot of people applying to MIT have the chops, so there's a lot of people that are getting in that are getting in because of a family name. Harvard, the other Ivy League schools, it's a little bit different. Maybe they have the chops, maybe they don't, but like you, you still have legacy bullshit that goes on. Okay, so it's, but it's still the same. Look, look at the number of presidents of the United States that got into Harvard because of who their connections were, and then they get to the positions of power they get to because they went to Harvard. I'm just saying. Okay. George W. Bush is what I'm trying not to actually say out loud, but I just did. All right. Spe st staying on Trump though, 
So Trump was on with Sean Hannity, and Sean Hannity was trying to throw in the easiest softball question ever, which was, if you are reelected as president, you won't abuse your power, right? And Trump said, essentially, just on day one. He basically said, I will exact my revenge on the first day, and then after that, I'll be a nice guy. That's fucking terrifying, dude. That is literally saying, I can't wait to use this office to destroy those who have wronged me. And you cannot find me an equivalent of any other president that I know of ever saying that, regardless of their political affiliation. And when I hear all these folks saying, you know, this guy wants to be a dictator, I generally push back and said, let's not overreact. I'm no longer saying that's overreacting. This guy is literally a sociopath. Um, I mean, I'm not going to argue uh, the semantics game. He, you know, Trump is who he is. Um, my issue is that this... It, it, like people want to make a big deal about this, they're trying to drum it up, but it, it's not. It's 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 valid. You have to acknowledge it because it's what people have been saying about him, you know, kind of all along. And he just comes out and says it. Now, I think part of this is, you know, to Trump, everything is about you know gamesmanship and and the you know saying that ridiculous thing to get the attention to get the headlines. Um, you know, oh, don't say that. Oh, well, if you tell me not to say it, I'm definitely going to say it, right? Like, so some of it is just showmanship and BS. Um, but I think you also look at his actions, and we know that he gets real butt hurt if you say you don't like him or that he's wrong or if you rule against him or you whatever. You endorse Ron right? like, And he go like, even as president, like, he went after people who criticized them and tried to, you know, if, if a company came out and said something, they did, oh, you got to boycott him, right? Like, we know who and what he is like and and it's just hilarious that you know Hannity tries to you know baby him and and coddle him and kind of walk him through this uh to you know try to put a little shine on it and Trump's like nope I'm just gonna smear it with shit um you know, I mean, and, and I'm like, look, I, nothing that he said, like Trump, it's not surprising. I'm sure it would be, he would be more, it would, it would be more than just a dictator for a day, right? Oh, like yeah. now would he go, all right, I'm going to change the constitution so that only a Trump can be president and we're basically Kings and all like, I don't know. I don't know if they'll let him go that far. Would he probably, but I don't know. Um, but what we do know is that he is going to run right up against the line of you can versus you can't do this um, and, and, you know, scoot his toe and eventually his full foot across that line. Um, And, like, you've got all the ammunition you need at this point in time to say, like, this guy should not be president of the United States, and yet there are he's got his loyal followers who believe that he's the only person who should ever be the president of the United States um, because they're just that fucking stupid. And so... I'm not even like there's nothing that Trump could say or do that is really going to get me to react at this point. Now, now it's on everybody else to figure out a way to stop him. Right. Because once he gets in office at that point, I feel like everything's on the table. All gloves are off and who knows where this guy is going to take us. But I don't think it takes us anywhere good. Right. And people will try to validate, well, because Trump is president, it opened up the government and people will make money again. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, 
if if you if you think that's the only thing that's important, then okay. I, I, I mean, I guess fucking vote for the guy. But the reality is, is that he's dangerous because he's fucking stupid, and he's going to surround himself with stupid people. And we're going to have a lot of stupid people in charge of our government, more so than we have now. And the leader is going to be a self-centered narcissist um, that doesn't understand government, that doesn't really understand much of any fucking thing. So you've got all the ammunition you need to stop this guy. So let's stop him. And right now, I think the Democrats are not answering the call. Well, the bad thing is uh, Biden came out and said that if Trump wasn't running, he might not run. And I, the, this kind of answers a question that we've touched on before, where it's like, why is this guy continuing to do this? And I think in Joe Biden's self-inflated brain, he's saying, I'm the only one. I beat him once. No, I can no, beat no, him no, again. No, no, no. No, what? no, 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 oh. no, no, no. It's not self-inflated. It's Jim Lalka inflated. It's everyone. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you why. Okay. Joe Biden's the only one who can beat him. I never said that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you fucking did. No, Back I in said, 20, I, in 2020, I said he was the right guy to beat Trump, and I was right. Okay. Well, because he was the only one, like, because he was the only one that everyone got behind. Yeah. Right? But that was, that was, that was choreographed by the fucking DNC, and I said, don't, don't put him in that spot. Do not put him in that spot. And you guys, you guys, and I'm, I'm throwing you in there. You did it. You, you, oh, I, no, in 20, he's, he's it, the only it, one who can beat him. He's it, got the best chance. Fuck it, that. I get, because he was bad enough where all you had to do was figure out, like, fuck, put fucking Pistol Pete up there. You could have picked any of those fucking people running and got behind them and schooled them up, but they didn't. Right? They waited for Joe. They waited for Joe. Then they said he's the only one because they, because they wanted him. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. I still don't understand why. He was the fucking chosen one. But they chose him, and everyone fell right in fucking line and said, he's got to be the one. So, bam, you, 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 now you got him. Now you got him, and you can't fucking get rid of him. Congratulations. Beating Trump in 2020 was very important, and Bernie Sanders would have been the most likely person other than Joe Biden to get the nomination, and Bernie Sanders would not have beaten Trump, in my opinion. The whole thing about cast... They try to cast... Biden as this radical socialist, and he is as milk toast corporate Democrat as they get, which is what made him electable. He might still be electable. I'm, I'm record as saying yes. I supported him in 2020 because I wanted Trump out, and now I want Biden out because I think Biden will lose to Trump in 2024. So if you're saying all I'm doing is who can beat Trump, who are, you're just anti-Trump. Yes, I am, and I'm I am justified. I'm, I'm very anti-Trump. I'm aware. I think I just said that. Um, I've been anti-Biden since 2008 and, and I, I don't, I never thought that this guy was good for the country. I don't think he's good for the country now. Has his administration done some good things? Yes, they have. Right. Absolutely. But at the same time, do those things outweigh what we're about to walk into right now? I don't think so. And I'm, I'm sorry. You could have found like you, you listen. Presidential, presidential winners aren't born, they're fucking made. And so you, you had a stage of, I don't know, 10 people that Joe Biden wasn't even on the fucking stage with, you know, in the early parts. Because remember, he, he jumped in. He was in late entry, sure. You could have figured out one of those fucking people, got behind them, dressed them up, and figured out a way to make them electable. But they didn't. They chose the easy route. They went yeah. with the guy. 
right? Yeah, let's just go with Joe, right? He's, he's been Before around. Former VP, he knows everyone. Yep, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's just do that. All right. Like, are we gonna we gonna look into the future at all and see what the impact of that could be? No, nope. It's all about here and now, right now. I'm sorry, I would have rather risked putting someone else out there, fucking Pete Buttigieg or fucking Julian Castro or, uh, um, I mean, Kamala Harris just fucking threw a grenade on her whole thing and she was one of the first ones out. But I mean, fuck, I, fucking Amy Klobuchar, I don't give a fuck. Pick one of them and do your fucking job. Make them electable, right? Instead, you just went with fucking Joe Biden, and now we're here. Now we got a guy who's 80 fucking years old, barely knows where the fuck he is. I don't know if he can beat Trump. I don't feel that he can, right? And I don't feel, even if he does, I don't feel great about him being in the White House for four years because I don't know if he's going to fucking finish. Oh, I mean, that's all. That's what you just said is reasonable. I stand by what I said in 2020. The only reason I, uh, now, the one thing I will say is that. if Henry fucking Kissinger can live to 100, then Joe <laughs> Biden and Donald Trump will probably live to 110. So, I mean... We, we never did talk about Henry Kissinger passing away at 100. I didn't know he was still alive, honestly, until you texted me and said I, he died. I, I knew he was alive. I just... I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, everybody beat that dead horse, literally. I mean, I, I, neither of us were a fan of Henry Kissinger. I mean, the guy's list of shit that he did was fucking brutal. Um, you know, from Vietnam and on... Um, and even, you know, when he's, when he's called in to, to, to just, oh, well, he, we're just going to talk to Henry, Henry Kissinger as an advisor. Like, I don't know. Um, well, we're, I, we don't need to spend a ton of time. Yeah, so we're, we're at risk of going too, too far over our normal intended stop time. But you brought to my attention two cases related to court rulings involving abortions. So hold on. Actually, before we go to that, let's go to the Casey DeSantis. So Casey okay. DeSantis, only because we were just talking about Trump and Biden and all of the election bullshit. Sure. So. Casey DeSantis comes out, and she makes this statement. She's sitting next to Ron DeSantis. She says, we're asking people from other states, grandmas, moms from South Carolina, North Carolina, to descend upon Iowa and participate in the caucus. You don't have to be uh, – uh, uh, you don't have to live in Iowa to, to, to be able to participate in the Iowa caucus. Everybody come on down. Is right? that true? That's not true. <laughs> the <laughs> Iowa GOP, the Iowa GOP. Grand old party, the Iowa Republican, they put out a message. They're like, yeah, you need to be a resident of Iowa. <laughs> okay. I'm, Please. You were about to drop a knowledge bomb they're, they're like, I was not ready for. The, the, the Iowa GOP came out like, you need to be a resident of Iowa to participate in the caucus. Please come if you're a resident and show up with ID. Like, that's all they said. They're like, and, and that was, that's all they needed to say, right? Like, Casey DeSantis is full of shit. That is bullshit. Do not go to Iowa thinking that you could participate in the in the Iowa caucus, whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, because you can't. You need to be a resident, and this is bullshit. And again, we are not dealing with serious fucking people, but it's insane because these people are in fucking positions of power. Now, Casey DeSantis is the wife of a uh, governor, but nonetheless, right, she has a massive platform and be able to put that out, and she did, right? So the problem is, is that even though the Iowa GOP put out a tweet or a zeet or a X or whatever saying... Don't do what she said because she is full of shit, right? The problem is is that it is out there, right? And I guarantee you that some fucking grandma and mom and their daughter are going to show up in fucking Iowa from North Carolina or South Carolina ready to participate. They're going to get turned away, and then they're going to be like, oh, it's a conspiracy against conservatives. Like, I mean, you can hear it coming a mile away because she put that out there, 
right? And they knew it was wrong. I promise you that Kate, I, I'm, I can't promise, but I'm willing to bet. <laughs> I am willing to bet that Casey DeSantis absolutely knew what she was saying was full of shit, but she said it is absolutely worth it to put it out there because we know that one of these idiot people that follow us is going to do it. And when they do, we are going to make such a big stink about it. And we're going to show that they are, 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 uh, uh, prejudice against conservatives and that they're just trying to hold us down even though we're completely in the wrong it doesn't matter it's about the message i promise you just wait until iowa just wait just wait till right. iowa caucus i promise you january 15th i believe um yeah that, that sounds right and it's sounds like it's so far away but it's really not it's not it's a, it's fucking month, a month away a month away um yeah that's it but the funny thing is to play the they're anti-conservative, this is really kind of a shot at Trump's folks, right? Because the whole point about flooding the caucuses is get Ron DeSantis's, you know, grade up, you know, upgraded. Because as things look right now in Iowa, Trump is going to run away with it. And I was in terms of what happens with the Republican nominee in twenty twenty four, Iowa is a huge event because if Trump puts up a fifty point win like he's projecting and lots of others are. Then I won't say it's over, but it's kind of over. No, it's not over, but I mean, it, it, mm. it, it's not over because theoretically, if he can, if someone could come in and win, like let's say someone, let, let's say Chris Christie wins New Hampshire and Nikki Haley wins South, South Carolina, Carolina yep. then it gets, okay. it gets interesting. So I, I don't think, now, Iowa seems to be a runaway for Trump. I don't know where New Hampshire is, and I don't know where South Carolina is, although I do believe with South Carolina that he's got a pretty sizable lead even over Haley, and she's a distant second. But I don't think it's necessarily over, but I just think that it's over because everybody in the red states wants to is going to vote for Trump for the most part, and it's not close, and that's what it's just going to be, right? We can save that until they get closer. Um, so back to these abortion cases. So yes. um, a woman in Texas has basically a medical need for her for her health. Yeah. To- so so you got Kate Cox. She's uh, thirty one years old. She was twenty weeks pregnant, and her fetus has. Uh, she, she's still pregnant right now. Her fetus has uh, trisomy eighteen. Um, T-R-I-S-O-M-Y, I believe that's trisomy, 18, which is a fetal condition, um, a fatal condition for a fetus, which means that the, the child will not survive. Um, and that allowing the child to like stay in her until her nine months is up, um, like obviously like the fetus is not going to survive and it could cause complications for the mother, which... Seems to make sense. Causes fertility and potentially be life-threatening. Right. So um, it seems like it's a no-brainer, but yet in Texas she had to petition the court to have the fetus removed. Uh, Lower district court said that makes sense. Um, We're going to indemnify you from any sort of um, prosecution to take care of this medical procedure. And then the attorney general and the Texas Supreme Court step in. The attorney general says, look, anyone helps her aborting this fetus, um, you're going to face civil and criminal uh, 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 prosecution. And then the Supreme Court says, yeah, we're going to put a pause on that whole thing with the district court until we can get this sorted out. So this woman is still, you know, she's now 21 weeks 
uh, uh, pregnant with a fetus that will not survive. Um, and Texas had the law that if you leave the state, have an abortion, and come back, people can sue you or civilly charge. Right? We talked yes. about this a year and change ago. Yes, when they, about, when they changed. Yes. So and so this is Roe v. Wade and it being overturned, rearing its 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 ugly head. Um, look, there's there's nothing to say other than like, you know, Ken Paxson, the Attorney General in Texas, wrong, like maniacally evil and wrong for this. Um, the Supreme Court stepping in and saying, "Oh well, we're just going to put a pause on it." Is wrong. The clock's ticking, bro. I mean, right. I mean, no... because it, now, now my my concern is like, look, how long? Like, so now you're going to make this woman fight this out in court. What happens if something? Ha- what happens if that woman fucking dies? I, I you could only hope that her like, and I, you can't even sue the government. But fuck, like, what happens then? <laughs> right? Like, I mean, like. I mean, good luck trying to sue the state of Texas for fucking basically murder, right? If it, like if, yes. if this woman dies, right? And I I don't know if that's if that's uh, what the probability right. or the chances of her dying. We just know that it, we know at minimum it, it, it could cause some complications with her physically and c- could possibly make her infertile. Which that in and of itself is enough to say, like, look, let's just. It's How unfortunate. This woman and her doctor take care of this woman. And her health needs. Right. That's the whole fucking point. I mean, no and, and again, like we're talking, how do you sit there and say pro-life? They're sitting there telling you that the fetus is either not going to survive or has not survived, right? And then we're talking about saving the life of the mother um, or at best taking care of her health. Like if you're so pro-life, then like can, can we not have a common sense approach to what life is and the mother's life is a part of that life conversation? Yeah. Or no? Apparently the answer is no, we can't, right? Apparently it's just like, well, baby needs to be born, dead or alive, pro-life. I mean, right? I've, 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 Jiggy, I don't give a fuck about the mother's health. At the end of the day, baby has to be born, dead or alive, baby's got to be born. I've, like, ca- I've called out that, that we've talked how many times about how marketing, Democrats suck at marketing and the right is good at it. So pro-life, it's hard to say I'm not pro-life. At the same time, to try to make it a black and white simple issue is, is just dumb. They're just, right. they're just dumbing it down to... And it's really easy for two dudes, you know, we, again, we said, we usually don't talk about this issue because we know we're not going to have one. So I'd like to let women and doctors make these decisions. Well, I I wouldn't even say that anymore. I mean, again, my daughter is nine um, and, you know, just growing up so fast, rapidly every day. And, and I am not dreading, but not looking forward to when she goes through the physiological changes and start having to deal with periods and all that other stuff, right? Um, you know, like no guy or really yeah. woman really gets super excited about fucking periods, and why would you? Um, but with that comes even more concerns, right, in terms of my, my daughter's health and her life. Um, you know, I mean, there's every parents fear of their child being raped um which that fear grows more every day than it should um but then there's also just you know kids do stuff like sexually and they experiment and everything else and then what to do what happens what are the options and we live in a very restrictive state here in ohio and i'm very concerned 
right? Like, yeah, I'm going to teach my daughter to, I, to try to abstain from sex and be smart about sex and all that other stuff. I'm not going to ignore those conversations. We're going to have them, you know, like that. all that is going to happen. But still, all the conversations in the world, shit still happens. And now we live in a state that's very restrictive to the point where um, there was a woman, Brittany Watts, in Warren, Ohio this past week. She's 33 years old. She was 22 weeks pregnant. She miscarried. Her fetus was not alive when she had the miscarriage, and she actually basically birthed the child while she was on the toilet. She didn't realize it. She tried to flush it. And this is frustrating because Warren is, you know, hop, skip, and a jump yeah. from my hometown. And they brought charges against this woman for trying to attempted abuse of a corpse. Right, because she, you know, passed the passed the fetus and that she had miscarried, and then she flushed the toilet. They had to call a plumber, and they're just like, "Oh, well, she abused the port." Like, listen now, talking to any woman OBGYN, woman who deals with this um, in the medical field or doctor or person who understands this, like this type of shit happens on a regular basis. Women miscarry; they don't realize they miscarry. They have stomach pains, they go to the bathroom, they pass it, it, you know, it plops, it could be a clot, it could be poop, it could be whatever, and then, oh, lo and behold, actually, it was their fetus, right? They don't necessarily recognize it, they don't know, maybe you flush the toilet before you look and stand up, not everybody turns around to look at the work that they've done, right, in the toilet, and... Um, I mean, Howard Stern's wife had that exact thing happen to her. Yes, that's, uh, that's who I was trying to think of, because I knew it had happened to... Celebrity, so, yeah, um, and it was a story, but I couldn't, I couldn't replace it. it was Howard Stern's wife that I was trying to remember when I was thinking about the story earlier. But the point being is just that you know now bringing this woman up on charges, right? Like so, she's miscarried a baby. She's got no criminal record. She, there's no, like there, like look, you can't always have the perfect uh, victim or what have you. But this woman had. There's nothing that points to this woman. Like, again, she's 33 years old. Like, it, it was... It she's was, also probably fucking devastated. Right. Like, I mean, she... Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, and she had been complaining about stuff. Like, there's... To, to do this just is inhumane. Meaning right? to prosecute to, her. To prosecute yeah. her for this. I just want to just, make sure that someone... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to prosecute her for this, for something that happens. Unfortunately, it happens on a regular fucking basis. Women have miscarries... It often happens at home. That's not me pulling something out of my ass. It's like, you just go fucking Google is a real thing. I, I, I know women it. who've gone through this. Right? And so... Eptoptic pregnancy. There's, it's called, that's one... Yeah, the, that's a little bit different than what happened here. But right. the point but being point is, is that there's... Things happen. It's hard to grow a human inside of another human. It doesn't always go as planned. And this shit happens. And instead of being... Uh, um, coming down with a fucking iron fist, like, we, we, we got to figure out some form of empathy here, but because of Roe versus Wade being overturned, this is now the result, right? Where you've got yeah. women who's, like, it, it's not just about, you know, some 17, a couple 17-year-olds getting together, you know, banging in the back seat and somebody getting pregnant and then somebody wanting to get rid of a baby because they want to get... That's not, like, the, the, the fear was... These exact yes. fucking scenarios. Yes. Right? So now you got Texas saying that we're going to fucking send Dog the Bounty Hunter after you if you decide that you want to go out of state to have an abortion. And if you try to have one in state, then we're going to bring the all the whole hell of a law book down on your head. 
Right. Which is essentially saying we're putting you up on capital charges, right? Exactly. So, I mean, it just, and, and, and it just, we're just going the wrong way as a country, as a world, every fucking step, every direction. We're just a fucking ray of sunshine today, aren't we? <laughs> We work with what we got. Yeah, that's true. We work with what we fucking got. Yeah, we're not I spinning mean, shit. You want to fucking talk about the skiing Santas you were talking about earlier? Okay, I was not talking about that. I mean, but about, I just I know, exactly. you referenced I, earlier. I, I, I did reference the fact that I looked up trending news and skiing Santas descend upon Vermont was one of the things. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's... All right, let's get something more fun. Alex Jones, back on X. Okay, my bad. Not any more fun. Um... <laughs> So Alex Jones got, uh, Elon Musk said Alex Jones could come back on X, formerly known as Twitter, Twitter, whatever. Um, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's a trash move. I mean, Alex Jones, like, should not get any sort of, really shouldn't get anything. Dude's a bag of shit. Um, what he did to those Sandy Hooks families really, to me, is unforgivable. I don't give a fuck about that dude's free speech because I feel like, you know what? You violated it, and um, you don't get a... I'm sorry, you just don't get a platform just because you're popular, people like you. And right? again, I'm going to do the whole, this is not free speech restriction. It never was. Twitter is a privately owned thing, so Elon Musk can do this, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he absolutely can. But he's and, a douche for doing right. it. Right, and, you know, I mean, I, I wanted to talk, about, talk to you in private, but I was like, at some point, like, we need to remove ourselves from X Twitter, right? It's going I'm, like, I'm okay with that. Because here's the deal. Like, it's hard because, you know, our largest following actually is on Twitter slash X. Um, you know, that's 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 where a lot of our following is. We have a, an account on Threads. It's not built out nearly as much, and I don't have the time or energy to do what it takes to try to build a following on another social media platform. So if we do remove ourselves from X, then we lose a decent-sized following, although the people that we communicate with most seem to be on threads so we may be able to do that but like it, then our following would shrink yeah no and, 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 you, and, you, and you pretty much handle all of our right. social media i mean so I that's a decision that I, I need to make um and you know you don't want to you don't want to react to something but at the same time i think it's clear what elon musk is trying to do right with you know, he's let all these people back on. Like, you know, like he's gone out of his way to make sure that the worst and loudest conservative voices have a home on his platform, right? But then there are other people on the left that haven't been, right? Like that have been banned and they, they should be, but he hasn't. So it's clear what he's trying to do, right? Like he wants to say that he's on the side of free speech by saying like, look, I have surrounded myself and, and I've, I've filled my platform with people who say the wildest, dumbest, most inaccurate, misinformation, all of that shit. I have all of them because I am a firm believer in free speech and no one's voice should be left behind. Except for the people who don't pay for my platform, your voice shouldn't be heard. Um, and people who criticize me, well, your voice shouldn't be heard as much. And um, people who kind of align more progressively on other things, especially that aren't supporting of my various business ventures, well, your voice should not be as loud. But other than that, everyone should have a voice. Um, and it's a shame that these companies pulling out, not advertising with me, want to censor you. They want to censor you because they're threatening me with dollars because I am allowing these Nazis on my platform or the so-and-so without taking them down. So Disney wants to censor you, and shame on Disney. You should not support Disney, but support me 
because I support free speech, even though this is a private entity, and free speech is built around the government not taking your voice away, not some fucking tool. Um, that I don't know if a tool is a, a, a platform or... No, Elon I mean, Musk Elon Musk is a tool <laughs> with his bomber jacket telling everyone to go fuck off. Like, and, by, and by the way, I, I think you might solve our problem for us, is if Elon Musk ever hears you talk about his electric truck... We will be kicked off X before we have a chance to walk away from it. Fine. Come with <laughs> fucking things abomination. Like, it's just embarrassing. Like, I, I get to, uh, it, like, I'm not at a point, I'm, I'm past the point of wanting to commit violence when I see it or when people talk about it. That's a stepping stone. Congratulations. But I am at a point where when people try to justify why they like it of just literally turning and walking away. Right, like this is just, progress. I'm right. I'm, I'm very happy. Right, like I just, I'm not playing this game with you. Like, uh, okay, congratulations. You're the kid who wore his jeans inside out to school uh, to get attention. Well, enjoy your hideous truck, and I hope it fucking blows up. Without you in it, of course. <laughs> Thank you. Unless oh, I, man. unless I don't like you, then whatever. All um, right. But uh, so Alex Jones is back on X. I, I don't think that's really good for anybody. Um, you know, people are going to say, well, why shouldn't he have a voice? Because he terrorized those people whose yeah. children were murdered. I'm sorry, like, you don't get a pass for that. He terrorized those people for years. That guy does not deserve a voice on any platform. If he wants his little, if he wants a website or where he can do that, but I don't have to give him a platform. And that Alex Jones not being on X is not some great violation of free speech. I don't want to hear, that's not an argument. Fuck that guy. This goes full circle with where we started with people took, so Alex Jones didn't personally terrorize people. He radicalized people who then did terrorize these families. No, I would sit there and say Sandy Hook didn't happen and Sandy Hook being a red flag or whatever, yeah. a false flag, false flag yep. and that they were crisis actors and saying that on a national publication what? for years was fucking terrorizing those people. Okay, well, then the people who took action and literally went yeah, to their those, houses those, and those them, people, those are terrorists. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying those people aren't. Okay. But I'm not, like, Alex Jones doesn't get a pass for what he did or didn't do. He direct, like, yeah. sitting, like, consistently repeating the bullshit lies that he did on the platform that he did. Even if those people didn't listen to it, they couldn't escape it because people are like, hey, Alex Jones is saying this, Alex Jones is saying this. He knew that those people were hearing it. Right? He, he, he called. He was calling the parents crisis actors. Yeah. For Christ's sake. Yeah. Right? And then he, you know, barely could be, like, he, you know, went back and forth between backpedaling away from it and trying to own it while he was in court about it. So, Alex Jones terrorized those people and he, like, Everyone, every platform should absolutely run away from him because why would you trust him on yours? What's his sure. next theory going to be? Right? Because, like, he, he didn't learn a fucking lesson. He's still making money hand over fist. Right? He probably declared bankruptcy on, on whatever I mean, entities. He did that. He did that. Yeah, whatever, you know, LLCs that he had set up before he set up new ones. Money's funneling into the new ones. And then those people probably will never see a dime from him. You know, that that's worth a shit. Like, so I, I, I you know. All right. I'm, Will we I'm, stay on? I don't know. For now. Um, we'll talk about it off air. But we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, just the last thing that I want to throw out. So, it, you know, Kevin McCarthy is leaving Congress at the end right. of the year. Um, you know, he's taking his ball and going home. He got removed from the speaker's seat. Um, and, now, and then he announced that he's just leaving Congress. And 
I mean, uh, okay, good riddance. It'll be interesting to see what happens with that, right? Because there's a number of people in California that could probably jump in that seat. They're not Republican. Um, and the race in the House is close, right? Or the, the numbers in the House yep. are close. Um, they just lost George Santos. They did lose George Santos. Um, you know, but I do know that I believe that there's a Democrat that announced that they were also retiring. Um, but it just... I, I want to point that out because I don't remember if we actually brought it up on the show that he's leaving. It is interesting that he's leaving, and now, of course, that he's leaving, he's we're starting to hear him talk like a person who has a brain, right? As he, you know, references Trump, as he references, you know, uh, uh, MAGA, and even some of the stuff that you know Johnson is talking about, and and it, 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 and I'm not pulling up the specific quotes only because, like, look, it's lip service. Right, you're a lame duck. You already said that you're not running. You don't have any sort of, you're, there's no accountability. You're not worried about votes at this point. You're going to step away from Congress. You'll get you'll you'll get on some board. You'll you'll write a book. You'll do a speaking tour. You do you'll make money the way I just talked about Joe Biden making money, right? Like so, you're fine. So you have no there's no repercussions for you now being open, honest, and sane about the way that the fucking government should work. I think it's interesting the shit that he's saying, but he's got no credibility because he couldn't say it when his ass was on the line. Yeah. This, John Kennedy wrote a book called Profiles in Courage, and it was all about politicians who went out on a limb and did things that they knew would be potentially harmful to their careers, but they did them because they were the right thing to do. I'm not sure we could do a volume two of that based on today's politicians. No, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of it. anyone on either side that I could go, yes, this person... All right. I mean, maybe... You're going to say Bernie Sanders? <laughs> maybe Bernie, maybe Hillary, right? Hillary with an asterisk. No, no. Hillary didn't step up and do something courageous. She felt entitled to something and fucked it up. No, you're... you're. I mean, you're still butthurt over the election thing, but... Well, I mean, no, I'm not just butthurt. I think she's a terrible candidate, and yes. I'm not talking about her as a candidate. I'm talking about her her role as Secretary of State and some of the different things she's done. I don't know. All right. Um, uh, again, um, but based off that comment, I'm going to go back to blaming you for this whole fucking thing, Trump. That's fair. Nonsense. Um, and when I say that's fair, that I'm saying that's bullshit. It's not, because it's people like you who had such a bug up your ass about Hillary. She doesn't deserve it. I'm not going to vote for her. I'm going to vote for Jane Rotten crotch or who Gary Johnson, who I talked about voting for and did not, but go on. Yeah, but it's it's. Damn it! Here we are. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram, Twitter, Fuck. and X, whatever. I don't think we're gonna end any better than that. Thank you. We're done.